0: All discussion during the Invest Wisely program is intended for informational and educational purposes. It is not an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy we do not offer tax accounting or legal advice consult your tax or legal advisor before making any decision that could affect your tax or legal situation all investing involves risk including the possible loss of principal you should carefully consider investment objectives risks charges and expenses of any investment before investing diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird & Company, Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor. Member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC.
1: Well, welcome again to Invest Wisely with our expert Walt Sukira of the AKW Group in Akron and in Washington, Pennsylvania. They're a group that uh, handles their clients' money by investing it in individual stocks in custom-made portfolios, for that individual client's needs. If you have any questions this half hour about the market, about how the AKW Group invests their clients' money, you can call us at 330 673 1234 here in Akron. On listening online, wnr.com, we do have a toll free number you can use at 800 6694. One hundred. Well, well, 2022 started off with the the worst month since uh, March of 2020. But in February, we seem to be uh, struggling back. Now, no one's saying we're starting another bull market run, but it's a little little nicer to see what happened last week than what's been happening in the weeks before.
2: Absolutely, Bob. Yeah, last week felt a lot better. Um, we saw the Dow Jones Industrial Average uh, go up 364 points on the week, close at 35,089. That was a 1% increase for the week. Uh, year-to-date, we're at negative 3.4%. Uh, the S&P 500 index, uh, again, showed a 68-point rise, closed at 4,500. Uh, 1.5% increase for the week. In year-to-date, we're at 5.6%. Uh, the NASDAQ showed a nice recovery last week, 327 points. We're at 14,098. It's uh, a 2.4% increase for the week. Again, year-to-date negative 9.9 percent so that nasdaq sold off quite heavily with all those tech stocks and then we saw the small mid cap come back last week about 33 points at 2002 on that index on the russell 2000 and um again we're at 1.7 percent for the week and down 10.8 percent a year to date so i think the the market settled in a little bit uh last week bob um we saw 11 S&P 500 sectors uh, improve uh, during the week. Um, uh, the energy was uh, really the leader, up 4.9%. And, and energy has been really the strong uh, industry uh, for the whole year. We've seen energy do quite well, and that's uh, an industry that, for many many years, was uh, you know not, not really well sought after and you know kind of overlooked by a lot of investors, but. Uh, Interest rates, I think people have assumed that, you know, the Fed will raise rates and be a little bit more hawkish this year. And I think those uh, forward-looking expectations are kind of built into prices here. So, uh, yeah, we we sit here with a little bit of recovery, but, uh, you know, still going to be a difficult year, we think.
1: Now, last week we got a lot of, lot of figures to, uh, get to educate our people on the terms. These are called economic metrics. The uh, gross uh, GDP was reported to be growing at 6.9% for the fourth quarter of last year. Another stats sent on the jobs Friday showed that even considering that Omicron employers did add workers back to payrolls, the jobs still increased quite a bit. So, what are your thoughts on the job uh, figures and the other reported economic metrics for last week? Yeah,
2: Bob, so we spend a lot of time, um, you know, looking at the economic uh, reports that come out. Uh, there has been some issues with just collecting data with uh, with COVID and Omicron and, you know, the disruptions. These are government statistics that are collected and uh, the way that they're collected. That's been There's been some disruption and some challenges with getting those numbers in. But uh, you know, I think we we knew there was going to be some recovery last year. I think that's shown in the in the GDP, which again is the gross domestic product. It kind of gives us a feel of the overall economic activity in our country. When you look at consumers, businesses, and government spending and investment, that's it's it's always a figure that we look at. Again, that number was quite strong for the fourth quarter, and uh, you know it might be revised down a little bit as we go forward. Um, and also the jobs report, which everybody was paying attention to. Uh, showed some, uh, you know, solid numbers on Friday. However, you know, when you dig into the report a little bit, you still see that, yeah you know, we still are about three and a half million jobs uh, fewer than we were back in January of 2020. So we don't have full recovery yet. There's also ten and a half million jobs available out there that employees are having a hard time filling. Uh, we also see wages up quite a bit at 5.7%, which kind of adds to that inflationary you know, discussion that we've been having. So uh, even though the report was good, I, you know, there's still some things to worry about as far as jobs, employment, wages, and pressures in the economy.
1: Now, looking at our trends and insights section, where, where Walt talks about other things he's noticed this past week of of figures and and the and things that are happening in the economy, he always encourages, of course, people to think for themselves. You can find these information this information out to yourself, but it's always fun to be kind of pointed in the right direction of what to look at. Uh, last week, 1.35 million teachers have reportedly resigned in 2021, supporting the trend of the Great Resignation, or as I like to call it, the Johnny Paycheck Tribute. Uh, you can spend a great deal of your career in higher education, of course. You've done that yourself, working at Case and, and Kent State University, but 1.35 million teachers. Now, what do you feel about this trend, and what does it mean?
2: Bob? it's a scary trend. I, I, I think if you look at the most damaging impact of you know COVID and the, and the pandemic has probably been the educational system, and uh, the impacts on our, our youth uh, that, you know, uh, really need education for their futures, the long-term success that they'll have. Um, uh, you know, I, I have a daughter that's uh, at Kent State. Her, You know, she's finishing up a degree, but her last couple of years were significantly disrupted. You know, I think people don't really understand this sometimes, that, uh, you know, she didn't get to do internships. She had a hard time building relationships with her instructors. Uh, she was thinking about going to grad school and, you know, really lacks maybe some of the connections and, and references that she should, could get if she was, you know, at the university and, and it functioning in normal perspectives. But I think at every level of education, you know, this the fact that a lot of good teachers are stepping away. A lot of older teachers have had enough, um, you know, have just said that, you know, this isn't the way that uh, they can't teach effectively. I think there's there's widespread impacts on this throughout the economy. And, uh, you know, when you think about the, the skilled labor force that we need to be competitive, um, this, is, this is probably going to be one of the most damaging impacts of, of COVID and the pandemic over the last few years.
1: Let's, uh, let's move over to Stock Talk right now as we talk about one more trend, though, that we noticed last week. And it has to do with that with teachers and how they've been teaching remotely. A lot of other folks have been remarking remotely uh, because of the pandemic. And a study from MIT and Stanford, two studies say that this actually increased worker productivity. Another trend. What, what does that mean for investors?
2: I think it's a positive trend, Bob. I think employers have embraced remote working Uh, when you think, I I know even in our small group, you know, having the ability to work remotely sometimes, even this last week with uh, the weather, you know, you can get a lot done. And uh, when you don't have to commute, you know, on days like we had with, uh, uh, you know, the weather being disruptive, where it might take an extra 30 or 45 minutes just to get into work, you know, going slow and taking your time through bad weather, you can sign on and, and start the day quick. So, I think a lot of companies are investing in processes and the proper technology and security uh, to allow workers to have access and be able to work remotely. And it's, it's probably a really good trend. It probably does increase productivity. And, you know, you need the right kind of worker that won't take advantage of it. But uh, if you have a good workforce that cares and is working hard, I think the remote work makes a lot of sense.
1: On the other side of the investment cycle, though, I'd like to ask you about well, people own real estate. Office buildings, uh, places where people used to go to work, brick and mortar fo- places that now suddenly don't have to be as large. Companies don't have to have as much office space. They don't have to even be in a particular office building. Now you've got impact on on real estate values, uh, real estate investment trusts, uh, cities that now can, cannot collect income tax from people who don't work in the downtown core anymore. They work work in their suburbs. They're going to lose out on some money. So I just those are other impacts, though, that may not be as uh, may kind of counter effect some of the uh, positive productivity impacts of the the remote working situation.
2: I think you're right, Bob. Those are all really great points. I I think, you know, companies still want to get back to, I think, you know, strong work environments. They may not need as much space. I I know that our company, you know, Barrett on Milwaukee, is you know, kind of reimagining the workspace and, and how much space is needed to support a workforce, you know, with people maybe working more remotely. But you're right. I mean, there's some serious trends that will have impacts across many, many industries. And I, I think the comments you made are, are really, you know, important to keep track of as well to see where those investment opportunities are and maybe where some old investment opportunities don't make, make as much sense as they used to.
1: And as we said before, this is a trend that was already continuing and going on, but the COVID pandemic just uh, put it into super high gear. So it's really uh, kind of moved it forward probably by a decade or more as far as the impact of it is, and we'll have to be dealing with that uh, much sooner than a lot of experts thought that, that we would. Uh, Let's talk about stocks now. Again, Stock Talk. Uh, It's time that uh, Walt can take questions about any particular stock that you're interested in. If you're an individual stockholder yourself or just looking at companies that you might like to invest in, uh, why don't you give us a call with those company questions at 330-673-1234. And once more on WNR.com, you can call us toll-free, 800-669-4100. Walt's had over 30 years experience trading stocks and looking at the stock market, so he's got a a lot of perspective, and he keeps it up on all the different things that are happening. So, call you with your questions right now. Lines are open 330 673 1234. Now, earnings, big part of the story, in the, in your opinion, and many other experts. Last week was a week of uh, rather big disappointments and then some big surprises. Uh, uh, talk about earnings season and uh, why earnings season is so important.
2: Yeah, Bob. So, we spend a lot of time on this show talking about earnings. Um, every three months, you know, we get our company's report. It's kind of like a report card, you know, when you think of your kids or, you know, when you used to go to school and you get kind of like some grades, you kind of know how you're doing and figure out what you need to do to, you know, be where you want to be for the next three months or the next year as you look ahead. Um, So, you know, every three months and typically at the end of the calendar quarters, companies start reporting earnings. They give us an insight into their revenues and profits and margins and, they make comments a lot of times about, you know, how the company's doing, where where the, the successes are, and where, where they struggled for the quarter. And it gives us a, a lot of opportunity to assess uh, the each investment that we have and see if we continue to believe in, in what we're doing. So we spend a lot of time, you know, looking at each earnings report. I, I listen to a lot of them. I uh, listen to the analyst questions a lot of times at the end of reports, read the transcripts, and... Uh, you know, it gives me some direct insight into, you know, these ideas that I'm putting money into. So uh, there's been a lot uh, that have come out so far um, for the fourth quarter of 2021. About 56% of the companies out there, if you use the S&P 500 as a proxy, have reported. About 76% of those companies reporting have reported positive profit surprises. And about uh, 77% of them have uh, reported positive revenue surprises. So, again, some pretty good results coming out, and, uh, you know, it's important to keep keep a look at these. Also, we get some idea as to valuation. You know, we talked last year about valuations be very high. Um, PE ratios have come down for the S&P 500. We're at 19.7 times, you know, as earnings go up. Those price earnings ratios start to come down, which tells that the market, you know, isn't as overvalued as it was at points of last year when we were at 22 times. Uh, so earnings are a really important part of the equation to support the long-term progress of the stock market.
1: Now, one of your core holdings, Starbucks, in your core equity portfolio, reported their earnings last week. Um, has uh, their coffee been uh, jacked up on caffeine along with their earnings?
2: Uh, so a company that keeps showing progress, Bob, and I mean, you know, their revenues were up 18% for the quarter. They did $8 billion over $6.7 billion. Uh, earnings were up 18%, 72 cents for the quarter over 61 cents the year prior. Um, you know, again, a company that uh, showed, you know, there were, there were some things in the report that concerned some people, but one of the things that really I, I kind of looked into and I thought, wow, you know, there's still a lot of potential here is uh, they continue to make great progress in China, and, and I know Chinese relations and people have kind of soured on China. But here you have an American company that uh, opened nearly 700 stores in China over the past 12 months. Um, you know, again, this is an area where you know they they really have, I think, some unique strength and potential. When you think about how you know you are going to make money, and maybe some of these emerging markets uh, markets that still have a lot of opportunities as, as you think forward. So. China and the U.S. haven't had the most friendly relations, but Starbucks does have really good relations with with China and continues to show progress there. So, again, a stock we continue to like as we look out over the next three to five years.
1: Now, the parent company of Google, Alphabet, which you do not currently hold in your portfolios, they reported an earnings blowout and a 20-for-1 stock split last week, Stock jumping $198 in price, a 7.5% gain during the week, what did you see from Alphabet from the latest quarter and do you regret that you haven't owned it Sir I <laughs> I
2: regret it. I haven't owned this one for a long long time, Bob. It's a, this is a super powerful company. Um you know, revenues were up 32%, 75.3 billion over 56.9 billion. Um 32% increase for the quarter. Earnings were up 45%. Um they they show a lot of strength in a lot of areas. Um their YouTube um, business continues to be very, very strong. It seems like video uh, has really, you know, been really one of the strong growers as far as uh, content and social media that people are using out there. So, uh, the, and, and also their cloud services uh, and advertising are are doing really, really well. So, uh, again, this is a company like I said, 24 one stock split. So. Uh, that will uh, you know, bring the price down quite a bit and make it more attractive maybe to some retail investors. But uh, very powerful company with really, really strong outlooks that we look at over the next three to five years.
1: This is Stock Talk with our expert from the AKW Group here in Akron, Walt Secura, on the Invest Wisely program, taking your calls at 330-673-1234. Good morning. You're on WNIR. Yes,
2: good morning. How are you
1: this morning, sir?
2: We're good. doing good. How are you? Good. Oh, I'm fine. I just have a quick question for you. I'm going to inherit, so to speak, some Cisco stock, and I don't know anything about stock, and I don't know anything about that company, and I was just wondering if you did or what anything you might have to say about it, and then I'll just hang up and listen. All right. Thanks for the call. Yeah, Cisco Systems is a, a very you know strong technology company. They have been for many, many years. Uh, they make the routers... Um, if you go to any uh, you know, computer network, a lot of times, you know, as data uh, moves from computer to, you know, different storage areas and so forth, you need these routers that, uh, you know, create the efficiency and effectiveness in the network. Uh, they do it for large businesses and actual home applications, um, and there's many other aspects of Cisco. But they a very, very powerful company, um, you know, pays pretty good dividends, so, one that we've owned at various times, um, uh, but again, you know, definitely a, a company that has shown some progress, and, and it looks fairly attractive as we look out over the next uh, year or two. Uh, they haven't had the big run-up that a lot of the tech stocks have had, so uh, you know, a company you know, worth worth keeping an eye on and you know, considering uh, in that inheritance that you're you're picking up.
1: Well, more of the stocks that reported last week, uh, meta-platforms. Uh, the old Facebook reported their midweek uh, earnings, and they missed estimates. The stock dropped $64 and a 21.4% drop for the week. Quite frankly, they've been uh, trashing ever since they changed their name. There's probably bad luck to change their name. But what are your thoughts about about meta-platforms?
2: Well, Bob, concerns. Concerns across the board. I uh, I think, you know, the competitiveness uh, of TikTok has shown, you know, there's only so much time people, eyes and attention that's what these companies battle for and uh you know they admit it flat out i think one of the comments that you know just struck me was they just said what well, tiktok's a heck of a competitor and they they you know kind of been whooping us and uh, it it shows you know i mean when you're going to look at social media and spend time and uh, you have one platform over another that you'd rather go to. That's that's concerning. So, uh, Facebook is huge. We talk about them three billion monthly active users. However, I think the average use rate and uh, the competitiveness—they uh, they, you know change their attention over to this metaverse, this uh, fantasy world of of growth opportunity, and and that's yet to be proven. So. I, I think for us, you know, Facebook is one that's right in our crosshairs. We're, we're taking a hard look at it, and the story is uh, not as compelling as it was a couple years ago.
1: Now, Amazon, which is a long-term holding in your core equity portfolio at the AKW Group, they reported uh, a good earnings last week. The stock jumped $273 for the week, 9.5% share price increase. After this report, uh, do you still remain bullish on Amazon?
2: Uh, We do, Bob. We really like Amazon. I I think it's one of the really great growth stories as we look forward. Um, Of course, uh, if you look at the big strength of the company, it's their cloud uh, business as well, their AWS, which showed over 40% growth. Um, You you know, just incredibly powerful. Uh, So they have a lot of reach, um, a lot of things that they're doing well. Uh, they talked about raising the prices on their prime uh, for up to $139 from $119, uh, you know, showing the pricing uh, power that they have. You know, I don't think anyone's going to balk about the $20 increase, but that creates a lot of revenues and and continues to keep uh, Amazon moving forward uh, in that part of their business. So uh, the, the earnings were, you know, really strong, up over uh, 97%. Again, is recovery from the pandemic quarters and uh, revenue for a company this large uh, 137 billion over 125 billion about a 10% increase so a very good quarter for amazon and one we continue to like as we look over the next three to five years
1: you know, walt you often talk about people they should look at their own lives as they look into what companies to invest in with what companies they deal with i just have to say that you know with our family amazon ever since the pandemic it was popular before but now it's been so it's so easy and so natural to go to amazon just something again it's a rather small aspect of it last week we ran out of shampoo now, normally we'd go to the drugstore and or a supermarket and buy some shampoo. Well, it was snowing and cold, and we ordered on Amazon. Again, uh, it's just become so much a part of our lives that, and so many other people's lives, because it is so. Uh, convenient just to look here and click, and then the product comes a few days later. Uh, it's a, again, it's completely transformed the way we shop, a lot of other people too. So, uh, again, it's a very, very powerful company, and I think it's something that's going to be ab- obviously part of our lives uh, for generations to come, unless something, <laughs> unless we finally get those matter transformed for, for transmitters like they have in Star Trek, and we'll just beam the stuff into our house. It's a really, again, an amazing thing to look at. Uh, another company, this is not quite as well known, Fortinet is a holding in your small-cap portfolio, small-mid-cap portfolio. Uh, they reported earnings last week. Tell us about Fortinet and if you continue to hold a, a good idea for them.
2: Uh, Fortinet is a cybersecurity company, Bob. It's in that small-mid-cap portfolio. And, again, we, we really like this area, You know, network security, cloud security, uh, as we t- talked about, You know, network and communication security. Uh, they they're just are, are in a right place. I think you know if you think about all these you know movements towards uh, more things on the internet and more things on our smartphones. I, I think you know companies like Fortinet have become extremely important. Uh, five hundred and fifty thousand or five hundred and fifty thousand co- companies worldwide that they work with. Um, they're really sharp. You know, I, I was listening to the report, some interesting things here. Uh, they work with a lot of smaller and mid-sized companies, but. Their deal rate is growing. Um, They're they're seeing larger companies. Deals over a million grew 79% um, over the last year, and 122 deals over 500,000. So they're starting to scale. Uh, They do have companies like Alibaba, Autodesk, Volkswagen, um, you know, starting to come into the mix. So this is a company that has proven products and services, and I think we'll continue to be competitive as we look forward. Um, it's it's one we really like in that small mid-cap space.
1: Let's take more calls for Walt Secura of the AKW Group here in Akron. You're on the air. Go ahead, please.
3: Morning. I was wondering, uh, I've always liked Hershey's and, and uh, candy stocks. For Valentine's Day, I was putting together a portfolio on paper to uh, – and then compare it next year. What it looks like this Valentine's Day, and then see what it does in a year. But I I, I pulled up the top 60 candy companies, and I see where uh, Warren Buffett bought. He owns C's Candies, and he just bought Wrigley chewing gum. But there's a lot of a uh, lot of candy companies and so forth. Uh, here's one for you, uh, Lind L I N D T Lind chocolates in Switzerland. The symbol is L D. S V F L D S Victor Frank, and uh, it's kind of uh, pricey. But anyway, they have Giardelli uh, chocolate and uh, a lot of different uh, Swiss chocolates. Uh, it's a very interesting subject. You start researching this on on the history and the uh, how Hershey's uh, has control of Cadbury in the United States and Mondelēz owns Cadbury in England. Anyway, it's a very interesting subject once you get into
2: it. And it's a very tasty subject too, Ken. Yes. One of my weaknesses is, uh, <laughs> is chocolate.
3: So. Were you able to pull up LDSVF?
2: Yeah. let me see, LDSVF, let me take a look here.
3: It's LINDT, L-I-N-D-T.
2: Yeah, I'll have to uh, I have to look at that one. I didn't really pull up in the services I'm yeah. using right a, here, but I, I'll it. definitely take a look at this, maybe have some comments for you next week. Okay, have a good week. Thank you. Right. Take care
1: yeah. Thank you for calling. You're on the air with Walt Secura. Go in, please. Good morning.
2: Question. Good morning. Therapeutics Pharmaceutical, TXMD, your thoughts. Therapeutics Pharmaceutical? What, what was the symbol Therapeutic- again? I'm sorry. TXMD is the
0: stock, uh, stock symbol. Okay. Um Therapeutics Pharmaceutical.
2: Yeah, um, just looking at quickly what I can frame up. I mean, really good revenues. Um, you know, profitability hasn't been reached, um, so that's that's always something that we pay attention to. I, I I try to try to stay away from companies that they haven't shown profit yet. And when they turn profits, they become more something that's reasonable for me, but looking at the last four quarters of revenue growth up 31% going back at 115 62, 42. so looks like they you know they they got some things here um, uh, says ge- generic prescriptions for over the counter uh, products for women i think is where they're focusing yeah. on so yeah interesting company with with the revenue growth but one again we'd like to see the profits before we would move forward
1: Thank you for your call. Uh, Speaking about your portfolios now, we just mentioned your core equity portfolio, your small mid-cap portfolio. Uh, What are the the management differences in those two portfolios?
2: Yeah, Bob, so the the core portfolio are companies that we tend to give a lot more room to. um, With this movement downturn you know those stocks things like Amazon we're not going to sell just because they go down a little bit if with market weakness you know those are core companies uh, by the definition of the portfolio uh, the small mid cap we always said those are stocks uh, the core we always say we're they're more like we married the stocks and uh, the small mid cap are more like dating the stocks so there's stocks in there that you know when they show weakness or uh, maybe lose some of their relative strength. We're, we're much easier to move away from them. There's other ideas that are always surfacing that uh, we can move towards. So a lot more trading in that the small mid-cap portfolio. We did raise a significant amount of cash in the small mid-cap portfolio during the volatility and you know have the opportunity to re- redeploy that cash and put it back in now.
1: Have you bought any uh, new stocks recently?
2: We have, Bob. One is Camping World to take a look at. Um, you know camping world is uh, there's one out in green ohio two hundred and twenty seven locations um, they do a lot uh, with those people that like the outdoor activities and um, they traded about four times earnings and have about a six percent dividend yield so symbol is c w h on camping world uh, we also added to crocs uh, we we really like that company and I went back to an idea that we had talked about last year in Cleveland Cliffs. So those are some of the newer purchases in that small mid-cap space.
1: Reminder, of course, the AKW Group is affiliated with the Robert W. Baird Company internationally with all the access that they have to their help and information. They can provide retirement plans for you, estate plan reviews, tax reviews, very important this time of the year, all kinds of analyses on your social security, your stock options, your transaction tax analyses, more than just portfolios. They can provide you with actual plans for your investment, for your retirement, uh, for what you are doing, and they can be reached here in Akron on West Market Street anytime at 234 466-7476, 466-7476, that's 234-466-7476, in their office in Washington, Pennsylvania, suburban Pittsburgh. Sue Marshall's there with her team. They can be reached there, too, at 412-480-5090, 412 480 5090 for the services from the AKW Group. Uh, more than just investing and advising you on your wealth, they can also do these other, other things for you, too, as part of your financial health and your financial plan. Because uh, there is a, a difference involved between a portfolio and a plan.
2: There is, Bob. Plans are much more robust, they take it a lot more into account. Um, you know, a plan always supports the portfolio, and I think you have to have both. And our group does a really good job at, at explaining the difference in working with both.
1: So very quickly, what's on tap for next week?
2: Uh, more earnings reports, a little bit of economic data, and a lot of hard work.
1: <laughs> All right. Which is what Walt Secure and his team are good at. 234 7476 Akron, 412-480-5090 in Pennsylvania. When you talk to him, tell him you heard him on Hour Kid Akron. Talk to you next week, Walt. Thanks, Bob.
4: During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed. Autodesk, Inc., symbol ADSK. Alibaba Group Holding Limited, symbol B-A-B-A, Berkshire Hathaway, symbol B-R-K-B, Amazon.com, symbol A-M-Z-N, Camping World Holdings, Inc., symbol C-W-H, Cisco Systems, Inc., symbol C-S-C-O, Cliff Natural Resources, Inc., symbol C-L-F, Crocs, Inc., symbol C-R-O-X, Meta Platform, symbol F-B, Fortinet Inc., symbol F-T-N-T, Alphabet Inc., symbol G-O-O-G-L, Hershey Company, symbol H-S-Y, Starbucks Corporation, symbol S-B-U-X, and Therapeutics MD Inc., symbol T-X-M-D. Please note that Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated makes a market in all of the securities of these companies discussed during today's broadcast.